0: What's going on, ACL Nation? Here we are, episode number thirty-two of Baggin and Bragging. We got a interview show. No highlights just yet. It's a little bit too quick to turn around, but we're just two tomatoes with the microphone. Sitting here, sunburnt as can be, me. I'm uh, I'm kind of hiding it with my hat. I could definitely see it all over you, though. You're looking a little red. Uh, my nose feels like a leather pouch as I am peeling as we're getting back from Spencer McKenzie. Meesh just lives out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a good time out there in Spencer McKinsey do a quick recap on that talk with Kimberly glass today about how her season went and she had a success at the pro invitational tournament. And then the money man of the hour, uh, Jay Rubin, the money man of the month, actually Jay Rubin fresh off of his doubles victory and crew cup victory at Spencer McKinsey. But before we get into it, Mish, how are you doing?
1: Dude,
2: I am sunburned but I didn't go to Spencer McKenzie's, as yeah. you said. I just stupidly, well, when you were here, we laid out, we were laying in the pool and I don't know why I thought, oh, we won't be in there that long, I'll just do it. Well, we were, I was getting new windows installed, as you know, cause that's yeah. what woke you up. Um, but it was like, I just didn't think about how long we were gonna be out there cause I knew I had to pick up Rome from school. And I was like, it's just gonna be wow. a little bit, so I put nothing on. I'm like, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a white girl, okay? I can't just be rolling in the sun with no sunscreen. Crazy person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was, I was starting to peel this morning, and I'm like, oh, I just hate this. Like, whenever you get out of bed, you just look at the face of your desk. It's so disgusting. I feel terrible. Like, I, I don't ever usually burn or peel or anything like that, but this one was sneaky. Like, we still had the cloud cover, but the sun was just beaming through it. And then on court one where we were set up, like the sun was there for probably the first four or five hours and we can't run anywhere. You know, our backs against the VIP our VIP booth area, and then we're just stuck in it. And then when it finally goes overhead, then it's like, all right, cool. Now we're freezing, we're cold. But you know, it, it was it was definitely a element that I wasn't prepared to deal with. I felt exhausted every day by like three o'clock because of it. So that's something I underestimated. But I do got some bragging. I totally on.
2: racially profile.
0: Oh, yeah, you or me. It's fine.
2: I was like, yeah, he doesn't need sunscreen. He's he's yeah. not white. He's fine.
0: <laughs> I've never bought it. I've never bought it until this weekend. This was the first time I beat it. But I I uh, I do got some bragging I want to yeah. do. Um, I want to brag on my friends. All right, brag away. Yeah, at the Spencer McKenzie Throwdown, I will brag real quick on um, Daniel Labbert from Dragonbacks. Got the graphic up there. I can't see. I'm dropping the ball, Mish. There we go. I got it.
2: It's freezing on me. I'm sorry.
0: I got it. So yeah, Daniel Lambert from Dirty Dragons. I went there and uh, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw Sean Latham. We're looking forward to this. We don't have any bags. and uh, We'll have to see what he can do. He's like, I got you. He came over and brought me some of the Dirty Dragons, um, which were absolute money this whole entire weekend, um, Mm -hmm. bragging on all the support. Everyone just kept asking me, how you doing? How you doing? And Sean and I were just on fire, so I'm going to brag on Sean. He hit like two or maybe three roll bags out of nowhere. And like, they weren't accidental. Like Whoa. he asked me, he's like, what do you want me to do? I was like, roll it. You know, it's like, you know, he's already up three, two on the round. I'm like, he's going to roll it. You know, I was like if he, if he goes bored and gets me two points, I'm perfectly fine with that. But no, he hit both rolls on command. And then there was one moment in the game um, that he just went up top and hit a double airmail drag. And just, I was like, okay, Sean's coming to play. Um, and then we, we end up switching sides, and I think I threw like a 2.6 that game. So, yeah, not my forte on the, with my arm over the board in the wind. And then, of course, we ran into Jeff Reynolds and Justin Stranger with our final game in bracket play, or rounders play. And I think Justin Stranger, I'm going to brag on his air in the wind, especially McKenzie, because I think he was 8 for 8. It was insane. So bragging on him for that one. But, yeah, we went 5-2. and two. We made Tier 1. I was happy with it. Um, we ended up going 0-2 in bracket play, but I'm definitely bragging on that, bragging on Sean for hosting, having a good time out there, and um, yeah, just kind of running into everybody and mingling and having fun. I enjoyed everything about this weekend.
2: Well, well since I wasn't there, um, I'm going to brag on, my, um, on Costco. I'm going to brag on Costco. I don't know if you're a Costco fan, if you're a Costco member, but – I bought a cordless vacuum years ago from Costco, but Nick didn't want me to because he hates Dyson. Like he has like an actual vendetta against Dyson. He thinks they're garbage, no but I wanted a cordless vacuum. And so yes. I said, well, I'll get it from Costco because then if it breaks, you can return it. And then it broke and <laughs> I had to return it, which I was not wanting to do. <laughs> so you just walk in here and you hand it to them and they're like, all right, you paid cash. Do you want cash back? And that's it. It's like so easy. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, we don't have a Costco, at least around here that I'm aware of, but uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, And by the way, I don't know, have you recorded the other show yet around the ACL? No. Okay, because I threw an 8.08 at Spencer McKenzie. I kept tracking my rounds, so make sure that you tell Anthony that my bag was not trash. I was actually pretty decent. <laughs> and then in Crew Cup, I think I threw like a four. So if I didn't have a bag in the hole, I had a bag in front of the hole, uh, which is pretty good because Crew Cup okay. in bags. So, yeah, so take that, Anthony. But, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm actually proud of myself, too. I'm <laughs> bragging myself here for the household stuff. I mean, she kind of got me thinking about vacuum cleaners and cleaning and stuff now. So packing up mom's stuff. You know, my goal was to do one box a day. I got three boxes taken care of, and I'm pretty motivated to finish off the other four boxes I got here. So when we get off here, I'm packing up more boxes. And then, yeah, the weight loss and healthy journey has begun so far, day one, but discipline so far to this point.
2: <laughs> nice. I think, I just think it's funny that you're like, all this like cornhole stuff and i'm like so my vacuum (laughs) and then
0: the household stuff is important to
2: continue crazy (laughs) to continue because i'm not i i will not vacuum if it's corded i am that person like Mm -hmm. i'm not walking around unplugging and plugging into various i will just not do it um i'll just sweep i I don't mean to make it sound like i never clean like i'll just sweep i just refuse to vacuum no, Unless I have a cordless vacuum and then my, I'm totally down. So, I the Costco guy told me that they Dyson's returned like it's returns on the LG. So, that's what I got.
0: Yeah, yeah. My mom's my mom's uh lawnmower to cut the grass is corded, so I'm right there with you. I hate cords. I you know, I do life aids, <laughs> my whole life is surrounded by cords, I hate them. Yes,
2: Sorry. it is. But it's awful. Yeah, I'm just not down for it. I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you at all. For so, anyways. <laughs> what was that? No, I didn't say that. Say we're internet issues right now, too. Just This is how you start a show, by the way. I
2: know. So annoying! I hate this stupid internet. Sometimes, apparently, like our city's been having issues with internet, or, or AT and T, or something, because I've seen people post about it. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. My Anyways, AT and um, right T. Yeah. I, what was it? What? what huh?
0: My AT and T cell phone is garbage right now too.
2: Oh, so maybe i, I don't know. Maybe it is everywhere, not just in O town, Orville. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, uh, as Wally said, we have a really cool show, uh, two interviews for you today. Uh, really interesting. One thing that I will tell you about what we learned about Jay Rubin that I think is worth the whole interview is he gave us his practice routine and it's very specific, yeah. um, what he said that he does when he practices. So uh, definitely you don't want to miss that. That's going to be really interesting. But, um, we've got Kimberly coming up first. So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with that right after this. Welcome back, everyone. We have our first interview of the show. We brought on Kimberly Glass. She just won the Pro Invitational. And I don't know if you listened to some of the preliminary stuff, Kim, but people weren't picking you guys to win. So good for you for showing them what's what's up because everyone was going Cheyenne, Jamie's going to win. It's locked down or Mark and Rosie or Tony and Miranda. You guys came out and won it. So congratulations. Thanks.
0: I don't even think Kim was picking them to win. I was there talking to her backstage (laughs) and she was, she was saying, I don't know. I'm struggling a little bit with these bags. Although everything looked fine from where I was sitting. She was like, I'm struggling this and this. I said, you need to change bags. I feel like KB could adjust, but for the most part, I think you're okay. You just gotta believe in yourself. Like she walked away, and then Cameron and myself and Allison we were like, she's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I do get nervous because of the boards were a little bit slow and I wanted to make sure that Caleb had some bags that he was comfortable with. So he did pick the slower of my Viper hours out of the two. And I'm like, oh boy, oh, please just, just do your thing, Kimberly, just go. So, and it did end up working out.
0: It's one of those things where I you did it mean? and you're like, please don't pick that one. Please don't pick that
2: one. <laughs> I know. Uh, what did it mean to make the Provitational and then win it?
1: You know, I worked really hard this season and that was my goal was to at least try to be in the top five of the pro women by the end of the season. Last year, I was 10th. I missed the pro invitational by one because Bella um, wasn't able to. So Courtney Coy was one in front of me. So I'm like, gosh darn it. So next year. So I really did. I I worked hard. I practiced a lot and um, I got a lot more comfortable. I kind of got uh, lucky this season, you know, with the... um, the live event for the teams for Kentucky colonels. So I got a little bit of that broadcast under my belt with that. So as each one um, with Cheyenne when we were in um, at worlds. So this time I was just like, you know what, come on, Kimberly, you, you've been here before. Just try not to worry about the lights and the cameras and people watching you just, just do your best. So just making it to the final eight, you know, being tied with Yeti at number four, uh, was, it was just a blessing. And I mean, I can't explain how excited I was to know that I even made the invitational.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So speaking of your TV appearances, you have what four of them this year.
1: I did. I had the first one was on super hole with Kim glass. And let me tell you, she was one amazing person. She was so much fun to get to know that night. She, she was just, she was just having a good time. And that's, you know, what this Super Bowl is all about. And then I had the, um, the pro shootout. I had made it to the final two with Cameron, um, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Kentucky colonels. We were on in Detroit and then I made it on with, uh, women's singles with Cheyenne at worlds in Rock Hill. So this would actually would have been my fifth that the parents so
0: that's actually pretty cool because you're able to touch every single base of what all the broadcasts that we do are that's
2: awesome
1: yeah so i guess except for
2: a full event right did you play any events at 21 or just all round limited
1: the event with cheyenne mm-hmm. was to 21 um that tv okay. out kind of killed me on that one but the other ones were all round limited
0: yeah, I was
2: going say, you got a lot of ground-limited experience. There's actually a
0: point at Worlds there where you were owning that game. You actually had everything working for you. It, it was another situation, like you said, where the TV timeout kind of got you. Was there anything that was going through your head that maybe changed your game, or do you think Cheyenne just started clicking at that point?
1: Um, I think it's a little bit of both. When when we took the timeout, I kept trying to tell mm-hmm. myself, don't let this stop you. Try to keep that momentum I probably shouldn't have uh, doubted myself going back into the game because I kind of did. I'm like, okay, I hope I didn't lose my momentum instead of just going in and being like, all right, I got this. Let's go kind of thing. But she did start picking it up as well. So in in the first, you know, before the TV timeout, you know, she wasn't as consistent with four bagging, getting them to the hole where when we came back, she wasn't missing. So, you know, that put a little bit more, you know, stress on me because I was like, all right come on, let's get that game back, you know, where I was. And I I just, I had some, I have two shots I probably shouldn't have done. I was a little aggressive with um, that cost me some points. And so if I could do it all over again, I would have taken at least one back. I probably still would have did the second shot, but she, she earned it. She outplayed me in the second half. I'm going to say, you know, after that TV timeout and she did, she was Cheyenne. She did her thing. So but, I, you know, it was great to even make it to the final two.
2: The TV timeout is an interesting new thing this season. Um, we've seen it completely switch games. Um, we've seen people who were missing all their shots all of a sudden find it. We've seen people who couldn't miss lose it. Like, what are your thoughts on this
1: timeout? Well, when... They had told us that after the first, when we get to 11, I think it was 11 points, they were going to do a TV timeout. And I did. I was like, what? No, you know, and they're like, I know, but we have to do the TV timeout. So I just think that I didn't like it because it, of course, messed with my momentum. My momentum was going, you know, you get into a rhythm type of thing. However, had I been on the opposite side, you know, of the spectrum and I was down points, you know what I mean? Then I probably would have wanted that timeout, you know, just to kind of give that person, you know, the break or Cheyenne, you know, since that's who I was playing at the time. So I don't know. I can see it both ways, but I definitely didn't like it during my game at that time. Um, But, you know, if that helps change the course, I actually told my husband afterwards, I said, you know, I probably should have taken a timeout, just a personal timeout when she started getting fired up, which was one of the mistakes that I made just to kind of maybe slow her down a little bit. So, you know, it's a learning curve. It's my second year, finishing my second year of the pro circuit. I'm still learning, um, you know, and trying to get that comfortable feel on the courts, um, you know, as I go, as each game passes.
0: Yeah, I think that mental warfare is real. I can't remember who it was. If it's Bernie, I hate giving Bernie credit, but if it's Trey, then it's okay. But I think he said instead of looking at the timeouts as stopping momentum, look at something that you gain from it. Like I gain another fresh start, or I could, you know, kind of basically flip your mind into thinking this is good for me too. I needed a breather or something
2: like mm-hmm. that.
0: So, I don't know, something that you're gonna have to work on. I'm not gonna make it on TV anytime soon, but with the five appearances this year, I think you're, uh, I think you're on the right track. Do you actually feel like okay now I'm unnamed name to be recognized in the women's division?
1: Well, I don't know. I, I've been fighting really hard to get up to that. That point where people will recognize me, know my name, get my name out there. But man, there's some top, I mean, you got Rosie, you've got Cheyenne, you got Sam, um, you've got Lori, you've got so many that are a uh, Cameron. So it's, it's really hard to, uh, you know, get up to their level as far as, you know, recognition and people knowing who you are. So I was kind of hoping after I won that pro, you know, Caleb and I won on Friday. That people are going to finally be like, oh, my gosh, Kimberly Glass, she finally did it, you know, and and recognize who I am. Um, I'm just from a small town. And I like I, get, I said, I'm just finishing my second year. So not a lot of people know who I am. So when I was walking out of the event and all these people were just coming up and congratulating me, I was I seriously told myself some of these people, I don't know who they are, but they knew who I was, wanted pictures and and signatures. And, you know, I've never had that before. So that was pretty exciting to, you know, feel like a celebrity for just that small moment, you know? Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Well, well, you might be getting recognized more now in the pro division, but I know in your local area, you do a ton for cornhole and growing the sport. Can you talk a little bit about some of the um, things you do, especially with the youth?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm all about the youth. And before I even became a pro, I had started a youth league here in St. Mary's. And the very first one that I did was actually pretty exciting. I think it was 2019 because I feel like it was before COVID, but time escapes me. But I offered a free after school program and I had 89 kids sign up between third, fourth, and fifth grade. So that was a pretty, uh, exciting thing to have happen. I ended up splitting it into two groups, but they had a blast. And ever since then, I've tried to do it at least once or twice a year that I run some type of either a league or a clinic to teach them. And after that, that summer, the local, um, it's called the learning center here. It's, you know, like, um, it's preschool. Um, and during the summer, it's more, um, kind of, it's, Preschool through like first, second grade um, type of thing. And they invited me to come in and do a program of the week. And oh, my gosh, that was that was the best because I'm working with like four, you know, three and four year old little kids got the boards real close and you're pulling them apart. But when school starts it's fun because some of those second that are coming into third grade or third going into fourth grade they see me they're like hey mrs glass and i have to think a minute how do they know me and it's, it's from okay. that learning center experience but you know i'm really trying to build that program here in saint mary's um and actually our community we've had some people from Walpuck, which is about 10 miles um we've had a player come from there a couple came from salina um, just building that program. Um, and then I also, last spring, did my first Battle of the Teams event. Didn't know how that was going to turn out at all, but I had 17 teams. Uh, had, I think it was 17 teams, 170 players all in one spot. Got the local news to come, you know, do a, a short video clip. And Even at that, I had so many players coming up to me and just having me. They're like, take a look at this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's the matter? They're like, no, look what you did. You've got all these players and spectators all under one roof. And, you know, that was pretty it was really hard because it took a lot of work. And I will admit I had a couple of directors in the area, regional directors that I reached out to to kind of help me plan. You know, can I do this? What should I do here? How should we do the points? So I got to give them a little bit of credit um, for that as well. But um, I'm doing my second one on September the 23rd and um, I'm kind of beefing it up a little bit. We've got um, one and only canine unit coming in to a video. So Wally's going to be there doing a live court for us. And uh, so I jazzed it up just a little bit, trying to get some sponsorships so they can get a little recognition and um, help maybe, you know, put the pot a little bit higher for the payout. And then as far as like my local Mm -hmm. community, I am so strong about local community. And for my sponsors, um, I had Big B Coffee, Hometown Pizza, Burger and More, and um, the VFW. Um, They locally sponsored me here in St. Mary's and then um, got real close with um, Second... Crossing Brew over in Rockford and it was really nice because we really supported them. The VFW and Rockford, we would do um, blind draws there once or twice a week over at the V and then um, in Rockford once a week. I I really try to give back and um, Bigby Coffee, you know, I am probably their number one supporter because I'm there all the time, but you know, I try to promote them, get people to go to their business. I share their stuff on social media, same with hometown locker room, but I don't know, it just means a lot to me. Community is big and they they support me, so I want to try to how to support them back.
0: It's working. Yeah, so. It's
1: definitely working.
2: This is um, awesome to see what you do, not just in your pro career, but outside to grow the sport. So um, thanks so much. Uh, we are unfortunately out of time. We've just loved being able to chat with you for a little bit here on the show. And I wish you all the luck going into next season.
1: And thank you. And I really appreciate guys having me. And I do have to give one last shout out to Ultra Cornhole for sponsoring me as well. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All
0: right. Thank you.
2: We are back with our next interview and we brought on Jay Rubin, who had a massive weekend and month. <laughs> to, month. You know, like won a little bit of money playing Cornhole. Just, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Uh, Jay, it's been awesome watching you succeed, especially the back half of the season, Um, so uh, congratulations on all your success, and we can't wait to get to know uh, more about what's going on with you, so welcome to the show.
3: Thank you guys for having me. appreciate it. Yes, sir. What up, buddy? How are you, sir? Man, pretty good.
0: Long time no see. How was the travel back?
3: Grueling. Uh, I got back to my Airbnb at one o'clock in the morning. And then I was up by two o'clock to head to LAX to catch a 5 a.m. flight and got home around 12.30, one o'clock in the afternoon, picking the kids up by three and went to bed around 11. So it's been an exhausting past few days to say the least.
0: (laughs) Well, I definitely appreciate you trying to find some time to fill in here, man. I know it's kind of last minute, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're the, you're the big man on campus right now, man. Twenty k from the Spencer McKenzie double, twenty five k from the shootout. I mean, you, you probably haven't had a chance to take him to the bank yet, but uh, you're getting pretty <laughs> familiar with cashing these big giant checks. I mean, it's becoming a thing for you.
3: You know what? I love it. Um, you know, I always say that I love the the big moments um the big money and everything that comes with it you know i consider myself you know a closer in the game you know especially when there's high stakes on the line um you know i don't feel that pressure or anything else like that which you know there's a lot of people especially you know some of the younger kids involved in the game you know they may have won a national or something to that effect or a shootout where you know you're playing for five ten thousand whatever it is but when you get up there and you got a bag in your hand it's for 40 grand 50 grand whatever it may be that's a different field that some people aren't used to, and you know, I was never going to let that compromise what I was going to be able to do.
0: Yeah, speaking about made for the big moments. I mean, you kept us on our toes. You always got to keep them. You know, never let them know what direction you're going. We're all thinking Jay wants to go up. He wants to hit an and two. He wants to hit a clean air melt. No, he just wants to knock baby goat off the back of the board <laughs> to score the one. <laughs>
3: It was actually an and two attempt. So I've never had it on a feature court before. And I've yeah. never executed anywhere besides in my house. And I was like, if I ever have this moment on TV, and it's not going to cost me a game, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, shoot for it. And I was like, you know, best yeah. case scenario, I hit it, right? The middle yeah. case scenario is like, all right, you know, maybe I knocked the two off. I'm still on the board. We win the game. You know, worst case is I just completely chuck it and hit a fan in the back and, you know, I'm giving up a point. But, you know, that was probably the latter that was going to happen. But, you know, we were up 20 to 6 or whatever it was. You know, we were still shooting pretty good. We just gave up a couple ones. Um, You know, I felt like even if I missed that and I gave up the point, you know, I didn't feel like that was going to cost us the game. But, you know, I didn't hit the shot, but we still got the victory. and That's all that matters. I
0: mean, 1918, I'm probably not taking that shot either, but – you know, that little cushion, not to mention, I mean, the crowd was actually pretty into it at the end of the game. Yes. I love that you took a second to acknowledge them, and then you did exactly what they wanted to do. And you know, it's like you said, you wanted to do it too.
3: Yeah, and then, you know, that was the thing with some of my TV appearances this year. Like, I tried to feed off the crowd. There were times where, like, you know, you could hear people saying, shoot it, send it, this, that, and the other. You know, and I would just kind of, you know, pump them up a little bit, get them excited. Whether I was going to shoot or not it's irrelevant, but I was trying to get a little bit more mm-hmm. fan engagement, which – I don't think a lot of people do. Some people naturally have it, you know, with how they carry themselves. But That was something a little bit different that I was going to do this year and moving forward, um, you know, to try to get the fans involved a little bit more for, you know, TV.
2: Well, we appreciate it. At, like, unfortunately, I was not able to make Spencer McKenzie's this year. So watching it from home, it was just really fun. Um, I know a lot of people talk about like crew cup and stuff. I will tell you as a fan that is difficult to watch, but like watching you guys was, was really fun. Um, you guys were throwing so well that social media even accused you of using PEDs, which I think is a compliment, but
3: oh, like, yeah. that
2: means you, like how well you were throwing was so unbelievable. They're like, it can't be real. No, can't so, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, were you just like, so I talk about this with players like getting in the zone and, and, and how to get in the zone and t- that feeling. So can you just talk about um, what you were feeling when you were out there in those big moments?
3: Well, they didn't know it at the time, but me and Jamie played last year. We lost the championship of our bracket, and McCannon wanted him to play with Eric Davis this year. Me and Jamie were actually supposed to run it back. And Jamie reached out. I'm like, dude, I totally get it. You know, that's another sponsored player. There's no conflictions with bags and stuff like that. But for me, that was a giant target on their backs. You know, whoever stepped to my side of the board, I wanted to show them, you know what, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just left it the way it was. And that (laughs) was the end result. You know, did I know I was going to go out there and miss, I don't know, maybe I missed one bag, two at most. No, probably not. But, you know, I was going to go out there and put on a good performance, whether we won or lost, and, you know, show, hey, you know what, I might have finished 25th in singles and doubles, but, you know, I'm still forced to be reckoned with, you know. It just, you know, the results and the breaks didn't go my way for most of the year. And then, you know, from Milwaukee on at the shootout, you know, things really started to click and started to happen for me and for Jordan. So it worked out really well for us.
0: Well, Speaking of social media, you've always been one to put your practice sessions online. You know, you're getting yourself out there. You're Mm -hmm. showing the bags. You're breaking down the bags and the boards and stuff like that. So you've done tight and right. And I think that's something a lot of players can learn from you and doing the same thing. So if anybody wants to accuse you of PEDs, just go out there. You got a video of you hitting, what, 80 in a row or something? I mean.
3: No. The, yeah. What I have on camera is I believe it's like 126. Um, so for me, if like I throw my last bag and it's just dangling in a hole, that's technically not a miss to me. And I was only throwing one way in my house at the time. So I would just grab the bags back. I'm like, well, that's not a play. I didn't miss it. You know, some people are like, oh, the streak's broke. All right, you call it what you want. I'm going to call it what I want. If it was so easy, you would rattle off 126. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. 16. <laughs> but what actually worked out well for me is you know this massive dog cage you see behind me, and that's where I throw from. I move that back and out of the way a little bit, so I'm able to throw right over the railing on this side of me. Um, so now I can throw in my house both ways, and that's oddly enough when my season turned around. Yeah, I can go outside and practice, but An hour a day sometimes you know twice a day that's what really started to do things for me because i was just as crisp on either side of the board and it didn't matter
2: yeah now people ask this question all the time like is your practice routine just shooting bags or do you set up shots
3: no so i have to hit 16 in a row eight times um within that hour sometimes it's shorter sometimes it's a little bit longer that just at least gets me in the groove of just being down the middle but what comes with that is, you know, your push shots, you know, your cut collects, your airmail drags, whatever it may be. It's just not just falling right in a hole. So you're still setting yourself up for your normal shots without just going down there and plopping a bag down, um, you know, and then I'll just lay a block myself and then you know, I'll work on a little bit of a cut shot or I'll work on trying to roll different bags and, you know, different scenarios and play it out in my head.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So you're just trying to get as many bags in the hole as possible. And that's that. It's still an offensive game. Even if you want to play defense at times, you still have to get back to the hole. Oh, we got, we got a guest star. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's to, all right. We're going to take a quick break. Jay we will come right back with more right after oh. this. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling here with Jay Rubin. Your partner Jay is uh, someone that gets a lot of uh, feathers ruffled in the cornhole world. Jordan Power. Uh, all I can't go on social media today without seeing his name. Um, mm-hmm. I know Jordan pretty well. I think he's a great guy. I think that he does a great job of of making sure he is seen and heard. Uh, but how do you think that plays into your guys's success?
3: Honestly. I look at Jordan now, he's a great person. When you get him off the courts, great person, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. On the courts, he does things that keeps himself engaged, keeps himself fired up, you know, and where he wants to be. You know, he's Dennis Rodman of Mm Cornwall, right? And you know, just for the analogy's sake, you know, I'm the Michael Jordan, I'm the veteran, I'm the you know, the leader and things like that. And what I saw happen, I'm like, you know what, over the course of the year there were times where we played on TV and he had people directly behind him, you know, chirping at him. So once I saw that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start chirping back. And what people didn't see in the media timeout was in Crew Cup, you know, a group of guys in the stands behind Jordan chirping, and then I started to run my mouth. You know, he was chirping with another player, and I made sure I chirped back. You know, I wanted to make sure he understands I got his back as much as he has mine. You know, this is a team effort. You can say what you want about him, you can say what you want about me. It's not going to matter at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we got a job to do, and we went out there and we did it.
2: We need it. We really need it. And the other thing I was going to ask is, uh, I was watching it at home, and I heard the uh, your interview, and you said that you might not be coming back next season or at all. So, can you talk about your future plans?
3: Yeah. So my future, everything's kind of on pause right now. Uh, You know, I've gone through a separation. Last February, that's still kind of ongoing. It's not finalized in court yet, um, so there's some decisions there. Um, you know that I have to weigh out. You know I'm missing a lot of time with my children. So that I'm not getting any compromise. You know with my access getting more time during my in season, especially during the weeks where I'm not traveling. Um, so that's a little bit difficult. You know you see your kids all the time and you raise them for so many years, and then all of a sudden for five six months of the year you only seen them twice a week at least on overnight so you know that's a big decision to me and family comes first for me and my children you know, i love what i do i'm um, great at what i do i make a great living you know between both my careers but ultimately everything's kind of up in the air i got a couple more weeks to make my decision um but it's it's very difficult one i'm very methodical and you know how i'm taking this this approach to things and uh we'll see
0: yeah, well, you overcame a lot of diversity even to get to this point to begin with. I mean, you've you've kind of had a, a difficult path just to get yourself to where you're at. You put in the work, obviously, you know, nobody can doubt that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like no matter what decision you make, you're still going to be fine. It's not like you're going to quit throwing it all. You're just going to quit traveling as much, right?
3: No. So, if I quit playing, uh, there's a very, depending on how it's written up in our documents, um, I might not ever be able to throw back again because it would still be considered earned income. So if she catches wind of it, you know, even if I'm playing a little local blind draw or something and she really wants to go to that level and, you know, it's written in our paperwork that I cannot throw a bag and make money doing it. You know, now I'm going to have to find myself back in court and doing other things. So that's what I mean. There's a lot of things to consider. So if I hang it up more than likely you're not going to see me out and about anymore. Dear Lord. I don't
0: like the sound of
3: that. But I, definitely, I definitely get it. I definitely get it, though. It's the reality of the situation, though. Yeah. So, you know, I've had that stuff weighing on me, but you know what? When I step out there, I don't know how to affect, you know, who I am or what I'm trying to do. You know, I try yeah. to put that aside and then deal with it, you know, my own free time, but we'll see. It's a very difficult yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, looking back at this season now, I mean, would you consider the season successful because you made more money or? Would you still consider that you left some stuff on the table because obviously you're not walking away with the world championship title two years in a row? I mean, how do you review this last season?
3: This year or was less, a success. What's more
0: important, I guess?
3: <laughs> well, for me, this season was a huge success, um, you know, because you know, I signed with Titan. Um, statistically, my numbers were off the chart. I probably had a 10-1, 10-2 PPR throughout the year, which is phenomenal. Forty-five-something percent four bag percentage. DPR was a half point to 0.6. So my numbers were great. I just couldn't get any of the results that I wanted until the back half of the year. Um, You know, and everything else that I'm dealing with, you know, I was able to pull through and make quite a bit of money. I had to be probably one of the top three highest earners of the year and I don't travel. So for me, that's a huge win. That just, it's a testament to me. My work ethic, you know, my mindset, and everything else that I do.
2: Absolutely, I was just wondering before how how old are your children?
3: They're going to be eleven and six. October nineteenth, November nineteenth.
2: Oh wow, weird.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> are they uh at all interested in cornhole? Because obviously you have it in the house, so it's a little bit more accessible.
3: Yeah, my daughter was at an early age, at about five or six. Um, and she picked up bags and she actually played in a little kids tournament years ago before it kind of became a thing. Um, my little guy will sometimes pick up bags and just want to throw and run bags in the hole. Some days he just wants to go out play baseball, there's other days he wants to play on a tablet and watch Pokemon. So, um, (laughs) I kind of, (laughs) yeah, you know, I just kind of let the kids be kids, let them do what they want to do, and you know, guide them through life and support them whichever way you want.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I, I'm i actually kind of moving back home to hang out with my kid a little bit more. I'm going to actually go see her play volleyball here in a little bit. And then uh, she's uh, got that fun stage where we got to start deciphering what's fake male and what's actual male as far as colleges and you know go through that whole process with her so i would moved back home to help her out with that so i definitely understand you
2: know, you're in a very different stage than us Wally. well
0: yeah different <laughs> stage as far as like what i have to do responsible wise but i mean definitely want to be there for the kid now as yes. opposed to last year i mean it, it sucked like being away from the kid mm-hmm. last year and then trying to rebuild all that stuff now it's, it's really hard so
3: it is difficult
2: to feel you absolutely well uh, we have about a minute left here so i would love to just hear kind of some of your advice for all the Throw up-and-comers, everyone that's out there throwing bags, what could you leave us with?
3: Um, I would say, you know, I know people get enamored with rolling and cutting. Learn the flat bag. Um, don't be scared to take risks. Um, failure leads to succession in this game. Um, I put myself in situations to fail on purpose just so I know what it tastes like because then when I know how to succeed from it, it's, I'm just going to flourish. Um, whether it's been on TV, a little bit of a corner hanging. I can do it in my house. Let's do it here, right? What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to miss the bag. What's the best that's going to happen? You're going to drag it. You're going to have a highlight clip and you know great things to come. So don't be afraid to fail in this game. Um, you know, don't be afraid to approach people, ask questions, because um, ultimately there's a lot of people out there to help you, you know, and steer you in the right direction for where you want to go.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much, Jay. We truly hope you do come back. Uh, We would miss you not having you in the season going forward, but um, all the luck to you.
3: Thank you, guys. And I want a quick shout out to Titan Bags for uh, supporting me and sponsoring me this year. They were very instrumental um, to my success and my drive this year. So, you know, hats off to Brandon, Bruce, Candy, everybody over there at Titan Bags uh, for sponsoring me this season.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Jay.
3: All
2: right, thank you. All right. We had a couple great interviews. It is time now for our games and I will start with mine and for my top floor bagger of the week, it's not going to Spencer McKenzie's everywhere. I turned every time I opened my phone, it was about Spencer McKenzie's um, which like I I'm sure it was bad for anybody who wasn't there, because everybody wants to be there, but it's especially bad when you live a six and a half hour drive away from it. So it's like, it's like right there, but yet I'm not there. Um, not to mention, I live for the beach. The beach is my happy place. Um, so I'm so sad that uh, I couldn't go, but um, it was also, while it was horrible circumstances as to why Nick's family was all in town this past weekend, it was really nice to see a bunch of people that we haven't seen in a while and have all of um, our cousins and everybody in town. Um, you know, it was nice to see uh, my brother-in-law's friends come from all over to come and, and pay their respects and tell stories. And, um, you know, there's things I didn't know because my brother-in-law was kind of a homebody and he kind of just, like, stayed in his home. And so I didn't realize that he would have, like one of his friends said they FaceTime every two weeks, like had a date um, and, and all the friends would like said that they, he's kept in touch with everybody still. Um, so uh, it was sad, very sad, but um, it was nice to be with family. And then my four bagger um, is I did this, I sent out this survey to cornhole players to see kind of like what content they might be interested in um, so that I can kind of gear where I want to go with both my paid and my free content and I've already had like over a hundred people fill it in. And it's just been so interesting to see everybody's ideas. And also like they have like some pretty cool ideas for like courses and things and, and support programs. And I'm like, Hey, you guys kind of rock. Like you're coming up with some pretty cool stuff. So um, that's been really fun to read through those and see what people come up with in terms of what they want for support.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I actually filled it out this morning. So add me to the list of, uh... Oh, participants. So yeah. Actually, I clicked on it at first, and then it gave me a pop-up window, and I clicked on that, and it said, your free trial starts now. I'm like, no, I didn't want the free trial. So I had to go back and restart it, but then I got it filled out. So that's kind of cool that people are interested, and they're engaging, and giving you new ideas. Um, so for me, uh, we already t- kind of talked about it. The top floor bagger is the sunburns. Uh, I'm just done. I'm over it. I don't know what I did to you, Mr. Sun, but uh, yeah, I- I'm over it. I'll be a hermit, I got the air conditioning cranked all the way down to like 65. I'm just freezing in here. That's why I'm wearing hoodies indoors. <laughs> it, I'm done. I'm not going to be outside soon. Uh, as I mentioned, I got plenty of work here to do with these boxes, so I'm done. Me and the son are beefing. Um, my top figure <laughs> though, is the opposite of you. It's the Spencer McKenzie tournament in general. I think it is amazing. I've only been there two years. I went there last year. I had an absolute blast this year. I went to work and play, and I gotta say it was probably the perfect mixture of it. Like we had some technical issues that Cornova came, um, but there was you know Chuck Liddell. We got some of the SWAT guys came out. They were playing cash tournaments in the middle of the tournament. It was awesome to see just literally everybody having a great time there. So sorry to kind of rub that in, Niche, but I mean I think that it's going to be even bigger next year. And there's still so much more room in that area to just continue to grow this and make it bigger and better. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get this thing up to 500K at some point.
2: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. I mean, I think, I think you're totally right. And it's interesting because it's the closest tournament we have to, location-wise to me. Mm-hmm. And I have missed two out of the three. Mm. <laughs> I've only been once of the three years I've been involved and known about it. <laughs> like, uh, you're going to hate Bad luck you. with Spencer McKenzie's. You're going to hate my would you rather then. <laughs> oh, right. geez. Okay. So, All right. Rather... Well, let, me, let me go to a set. Oh, you're doing it now. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we'll do it now. Would you rather uh, work outside of the country? We're going to Paris, Australia, anywhere outside of the country. Or would you rather work the Spencer McKenzie's tournament?
2: I think Spencer McKenzie's, Yeah, I think that's my jam. I actually really like Ventura. Always have. I had friends who like went to um, school or college in Santa Barbara, so I visit there, and um, I've spent a lot of time there. My brother lives in Ojai, and and um, so I, I'm I'm in that area quite a bit, and I love it. So I, I would love to have an excuse to go there. All right, you ready for mm-hmm. for my would you rather? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um. It's inspired from the broadcast. <laughs> so, would you rather wear sunglasses on the broadcast when it's clearly nighttime or have a wicked sunglasses tan? <laughs> Everybody sees.
0: So, I actually gave Trey those sunglasses that he did the intro with. We had a little section there before they sh- they started the show, and Trey was like, whoever the MC was, I think it was Chismark, he was going, alright, sunglasses number one or sunglasses number two? And I got to say, I'm a sunglasses guy. I'm all about it. Um, Jeremy Frazier looked cool on the broadcast with sunglasses. Um, Windsor last year, Almanza. I'm, I'm a sunglass all the way kind of guy.
2: Because there were so many people on social media like, why are they wearing sunglasses if it's indoors? <laughs> like, you can tell it's dark. Um, now, the lights are bright on the court, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It would depend how bright. Like, going back to my Costco story. So I'm carrying this box of like my vacuum and pieces and I had sunglasses on and I walked in the door and I like will turn to my friend and said, can you please take my sunglasses off? Like I can't handle this. I'm not freaking Kanye. Like I can't just like, stand at a Costco with sunglasses on. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go with the sunglasses tan on that one.
0: <laughs> oh man.
2: Can't do it. All right.
0: Send it or board it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Send it or board it. All right. My Senator Borda is you win tons of money and you're super successful at Cornhole, but the in, the cornhole industry, the people, the fans hate you.
0: All right. Well, before I answer, I'll do my Senator Borda. You have Jordan Powers haters and okay. money, or you're loved by everyone and don't get anything. <laughs> you can't tell me that we don't to a show together. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <so> <laughs> we're all- it's the same. We're on the same page. All right, so I'll answer first. I I would love to have the money and the haters because you don't boo the players that aren't good. You only boo the players that are good. You learn to hate them. Either way, you know who they are, and it's a lot easier for me to get over it and sleep at night whenever I have, what was it, $45,000 in my pocket that they got. So I'm fine with being hated. So you're sending it. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sending it, which is actually kind of weird right now because I I'm the opposite of this question. I'm very loved right now with no money.
2: <laughs> I I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say that I am a strong enough person to handle the haters like at that level. I don't know if I am.
0: <laughs> Need another session. I don't with know.
2: I want to say, oh, I wouldn't care. I got the big check, and you know, whatever. But I, I, I might care. Wow, we're <laughs> on the opposites today. All right. I don't Ooh. want to be that person, Wally. I am going to strive to not be that person.
0: You're so vain, Mish. You're so vain. You only care about your public perception <laughs> of yourself. You know, for for forty five. No,
2: I really don't.
0: Years, you I have to- a nice mask.
2: I want to be as strong as Jordan Powers. Jordan Power, you are my hero because you can handle it, and and you and unless you're lying, it doesn't seem to phase you. And I wish I was more of that.
0: Yep. All right, good show, good show.
2: <laughs> all right, guys, we are all out of time here. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, thanks everyone for spending some time with us here. We had a couple of great interviews that you got to enjoy. Uh, Next week, hopefully, we'll have some more partner reveals. Wally, is that coming up?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the goal right now is to have a couple partner reveals. We got one, I believe, rookie class lined up. And then, um, I believe, one heavy, heavy elite hitter. And then, hopefully, I'll have some time to get us some um, replay highlights from Spencer McKenzie. So, we'll see. It'll be fun. Stay tuned.
2: Awesome. All All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.